going to praise God. What a blessing that we have the freedom to do that. Yes? Ooh. So we're going to start with an old one. You can join in. <laughs> you ready? Lots of praise him for. Yes, we do. Everybody knows this one. Sing along. Yeah. 
Lord is mine like salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is mine like salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. I will wait on you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. The Lord is my light. Salvation shall I be? Shall I be a
Psalm 125, too, says that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. From this time, forth and forevermore. Yes. We're surrounded by him. Yes, Jesus. Glory to your name.
Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, come on. Come on. Begin to fight. Begin to fight. This is how we fight all Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is how we fight all Jesus. 
Jesus. Come on, can we give him some praise? Hallelujah. Father, right now in your name, Jesus, we're asking you, God, to purify our hearts and our minds, God. Cleanse us, oh God, from all unrighteousness, Jesus. Lord, we ask that you just speak to this place today, God. Touch each and every one of us, Lord. Miraculously move in our hearts and our minds, Lord. We just want to be faithful before you in all things, God. Lord, somebody's asking, Lord, for wisdom and discernment, Lord. Healing and peace, God, right now, Lord. We speak all these things right now, Lord. Touch all those, Lord, that need your touch, God. Touch all those right now, Jesus, Lord, that are falling away, God. All of those that are choosing to walk away from you, Jesus. Show them, oh God. Break down the walls, God. Let your spirit flow in them once again, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, right now, God. We've seen the miracles that you've done in our life, Lord. We know the miraculous works that you do on the daily, God. And for that alone, Lord, we just want to praise you, Jesus. We just want to lift your name on high, God. We want to magnify you for who you are, God. <laughs> Let your light shine in us, oh God. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, let the word today forever change us, God. Let us be motivated by what you say, God. Lord, and if we're convicted, God, that it convicts us unto you, God. That it changes us a better way unto your way, God. Lord, we welcome everything, God. We just want to be your children, Lord, as you're our Father, God. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, Lord. We know that all of our prayers, Lord, are answered according to your will, Lord. And upon our faith, Lord, we trust and we believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name that we pray, we say amen. Hallelujah. Lord, Lord, Lord. Ooh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, give me a take up an offering right now. I want to encourage everyone that as you continue to work, and, and do what you do in the ministry and to further the gospel, further the kingdom. Um, not to be discouraged, especially when you know you want to do well. Because if you do well, sure you not be accepted. And, you know, I, I there, there's an enemy that's there. I, I was even thinking about considering Christ as, as they laid the cross on him. And as he was walking before his crucifixion, 
the people that jeered at him and sneered at him. And every time he would go, I mean, in, in times when he would go to, 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 when he would heal someone, you had the scribes and the Pharisees there just watching every move that he made and just heckling him and questioning him. He was doing, doing well, doing good for people, but yet they despised him for it. And even later on in the book of Acts, as you see Barnabas and Paul and all of them, and as, they're, as they're going out, Peter and all of them, as they're going out and they're healing people and preaching the gospel, think about the scribes and the Pharisees and all of those, those folks that just jeered at him. Didn't we tell you not to preach in that name of Jesus? And when they would heal folks through Jesus, they got mad. There's a spirit out there that's like that when you're trying to do well, but just look unto to Yeshua, look unto him. And as he bared the cross and as they spit on him and plucked out his beard and did what they did just to stop him from doing what he had to do, he didn't stop him. He did it for the joy that was set before him. So continue to do what you're doing in the, in the kingdom for the joy that's set before you because you're furthering the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. We're going to take up an offering right now. Where are the, where the ushers at? Pauletta, I see you, sweetie. There you are. Miss Christina. Hey, hey now. All right. You ready? I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. Now as I live, let me live. If I die, let me die. I got my old clothes on. Got my old clothes on. Now I believe I'll fight down. I believe I'll fight. Said I'm a sanctified soldier. I'm a sanctified soldier. Are you a soldier? Are you a reborn soldier? So I'm going to live so God can use me anyway, Lord. Anytime I'm going to live so God can use me anyway, Lord. Anyway. Oh, now I'm gonna walk so God can use me anyway, Lord, anytime. Oh, I'm gonna walk so God can use me anyway, Lord. Oh, now I'm gonna talk so God can use me anyway, Lord. Anytime, oh, I'm gonna talk so God can use me, anyway, Lord. Any, oh, now I'm gonna pray so God can use me, anyway, Lord. Oh, I'm gonna pray so God can use me. Anyway, Lord, oh, now I'm gonna live so God can use me. Anyway, Lord, anytime, oh, I'm gonna live so God can use me. 
Praise the Lord. Stressing my daughter out because I said I'm doing this from memory. She's she's sweating. But I've been doing this song for 15 years. It should not be a problem. But you know, Jesus will never leave me alone. Even with my lyrics. He'll give me some new ones. <laughs> Put me on a road I thought I'd never have to walk Helpless and uncertain Staring at a wall I wondered where the Lord was in it all But God said I love you forever I will never leave you alone Days when you feel your heart can't take it I will be the one to make you strong I'll be there to help you carry Question why it took a while to realize, but now I clearly see that holding on to him meant letting go of me. And God said, I love you forever, and I will never leave you alone. Strong. I'll be there 
Praise the Lord, everyone. Glory to God. Whew. Anybody here for the first time? First time visitors. We already love you. You don't have anything to earn. Praise God. Will you introduce yourself to us? Erica, we're blessed to have you. Rosemary, God bless you. All righty. Stand up, Deshaun. Let's see you. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. Praise God. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Cademan? Kayla? Kayla? Blessed to have you here. Thank you. Praise God. All righty. All right. Young people, you're dismissed to your classes. Where's my director? Am I forgetting anything? Tamia? I'm good? Okay, good. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is there. You, you, do you all remember uh, um, the song that they were singing, This is How We Fight Our Battles? Okay. Well, God want me to remind you, tell you something about not quitting. Don't give up. You know, because sometimes, sometimes the re how you got in the battle was you went into the enemy's territory. In other words, it was your fault. But God, God wants you to understand that doesn't matter. He still is going to fight your battle. No matter how you got in the battle, he's the one who fights it. Don't you take over and try to fight yourself. Glory to God. Okay, that's it. Message number two. Okay. I, I want to I share something with you today uh, that, that I titled uh, Being Led by the Spirit. Being Led by the Spirit. Going places and doing things with purpose. Going places and doing things for purpose. Uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. First time I read that, I thought, okay, well, if that's true, then the reverse of it is true also. If you're not led by the Spirit, you're not the sons of God. So I always wanted to be led by the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Christians' uh, uh, lives are supposed to be moved, directed, and led by the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, that's how your life should be. Uh, but, but, but Christians have to learn to be led by the Spirit. We have to learn to be led by the Spirit. The drawback is that we have feelings, opinions, and emotions that often dictate our actions. 
I, I want to share that with you today. These feelings, opinions, and, and, and emotions are products of our flesh. They are carnal. The Bible says that the flesh is contrary to the spirit. You know, see, the, my thought is too bad you can't think of all this when you're in, a, in the middle of something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. But, but the Bible says that, that, that the flesh is contrary to spirit. And uh, we're going to read some scripture today that tells us that if we live according to feelings, opinions, and emotions, bad things happen. Uh, bad things happen. We're also going to read some scripture today that tells us that if we live according to the flesh, we will die. Contrarywise, if you're led by the spirit, we will live. We will live. That's what the Bible tells us. We are created spiritual beings. I don't know if you knew that or not. You're a spiritual being. You're just wrapped in flesh. Praise the Lord. So naturally, we are moved by those lusts of our flesh and, and whatsoever. We are created and, and, and we, have, we have this uh, thing of uh, where man gave in to the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, uh, uh, um, the lust of the flesh. But but we are moved by those lusts. We are uh, when we were born again, we submitted to the Spirit of God, and now we're supposed to be moved by that Spirit, driven by the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. So the question comes uh, uh, to mind for me uh, sometimes, and to ask of you: uh, What does Lord mean? Because we use that term frequently. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord. What does Lord mean? Well, uh, Lord is someone or something having power, authority, or influence. It's a master or ruler. So then you have to ask yourself, uh, who is the Lord of your life? Who is Lord of your life? Uh, because uh, uh, that is who should have power, authority, or influence. That's who should be master or ruler in your life. So if you say, Lord Jesus, oh God, yes, I love the Lord. Well, he should be the master of your life. He should be the ruler. He should be the one influencing you. He should have the power and authority in your life. Praise the Lord. So our feelings, our opinions, and our emotions have very little to do with what we do. Let me say that again. Our feelings, our emotions, and our opinions should have very little to do with what we do. We are not in power or authority over ourselves. See, that's one that's a hard one to swallow. Because most people, I know I want to be in charge. All of your life, that's what you want. You want a job where you're in charge, where you're in authority. So you're fixed on being in authority and in charge. And most of all, of yourself. But if you belong to God and he's your Lord, then he is the master. He is the ruler. He is the one that has the influence. He is the one that's directing your life. We are not the influence that drives us to do things because we are not the masters. Well, we're not supposed to be. Praise the Lord. I, I want to share with you how emotions and stuff get in the way. Uh, uh, Moses was somebody. Uh, we, we all know Moses. Moses got emotional and acted in his emotions on one occasion. 
in Numbers chapter 20, uh, verses 8 through 11, uh, it says this, take the, take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak yet, speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and I will give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he sent them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank, and their beasts also. See, uh, 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 Moses, he, he did something. He, he got emotional. God didn't tell him that. See, this was actually the second time they got in a situation where they needed water, and God was making water come out the rock. He, he told Moses the first time, I want you to strike the rock, and water's going to come out. That's what he did. He struck the rock, and water came out. He told him this time, I, want, I just want you to go speak to the rock. Hello. Now, you know, those of you who've been really studying the word of God, you understand the Bible says that that rock that was followed was with them. That was, that rock was Christ. At one time, you strike him. He's struck him. He's stricken. He was nailed to the cross. We don't have to strike him anymore. We can just speak to him. We can speak to him. Moses, he didn't know that. He wasn't aware. But anyway, he got emotional, told the people, what do I have to do with you rebels? Strike this rock, get your water out of the rock. And that's what he did. Now, now, here's what happened. Look what happens as a result of his action, according to his feelings, his opinion, and his emotions. In Numbers chapter 20, verses 12, it said, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. And who told them, this, this is going to be your punishment. You're not, you're not going in. Uh, uh, Deuteronomy 34, 1 through 4 said, And Moses went up from the uh, uh, plains of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo to the top of Pisgah, uh, that is, over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan and all of Naphtali, in the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah, unto the utmost sea, and the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, unto Zoar. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. You can look at it, but you're not going in. See, you acted in your emotions. You acted based on your opinions, your feelings. See, see, that, that's what we're trying to avoid. We, we know better now. We don't want to do the same thing. We want to act on being directed by the Spirit of God. We want to be led by God's Spirit, not by our feelings, our emotions, our opinions. Praise the Lord. So, so Moses did that. Look, he, he, we have another example. King Saul became opinionated, uh, uh, had feelings and emotions about things he was told to do. In, in, in 1 Samuel 3, 8 through 14, it says this, And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. 
But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, uh, Bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Samuel went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mixmash, therefore said I, The Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. See, 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 uh, 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 the, the king... Uh, 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 Saul, he, he wasn't, a, you, you, don't, you don't burn offerings. That's not your role. Priests do that. Prophets may do that. Yeah, it's not your role. You don't do that. You're the king over the people. But, but, but Saul got in a situation where the people were scattered from him and they were leaving. Some of the people were going away and stuff. And he was feeling like, oh man, they're leaving me. My popularity is going away. My, 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 their, their thoughts of me is diminishing. So I'm going to do this myself. Now watch this. This is important. You're doing something that should be done. Hello. But you ain't got no business doing it. Praise the Lord. That's like, you know, God called you to do a certain thing and you decide, well, you know, uh, Bishop ain't here yet. He looked like he late. I'm going to go up there and preach. Uh-oh. No, somebody ought to preach, but God ain't told you to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, Saul got in a similar situation. He, he did this. See, the result was God sought to replace him. I'm going to replace you. He thought he was doing something good and godly. He did. God didn't tell you to do that. That's an important feature for our lives. So important. See, that's how sometimes you get in those situations where, you know, you, you, you start singing. God, you need to fight my battle. Please, God, come fight my battle. Yeah, you stepped over in enemy territory. Oh, he's going to fight for you. Don't give it up. But see, here, here, look, again, Saul was in another situation where he followed his own opinion rather than the direction of the Lord. In 1 Samuel 15, 1-3, Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus said the Lord of hosts, I remember that which uh, Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way, when they came uh, uh, up from Egypt, now go and smite Amalek and destroy and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both men and women, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. 
Now, when they were gone, when, when Israel came out of it, they passed through the land where Amalek was, and Amalek wouldn't let them come through to get water and all that kind of stuff. They just treated them awful. And God said, don't worry about it. I'm going to wipe them off the face of they'll not be a memory of them. Well, that was five or six generations before you saw, but you got the ticket. God punched your ticket. I need you to do something. When God called you to do something, you ought to just do that. Understand that God knows what he's doing. You're supposed to belong to God. You're just carrying out his will. Verses 9 through 11 said, But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen and of the fatlings and of the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refuse, that they, they, that they destroyed utterly. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me and had not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. <laughs> I'm crying. This is the first king we had, Lord, and you sent me to anoint him king and do all this stuff, but he washed out. He didn't do right. He wasn't right. He won't be obedient. He won't listen. And you know it, Samuel. You can quit crying. You ever cried over somebody who fell away from God? Oh, God. Oh, God. God said, come on now. They won't do right. When God said it repented me, you know that word meant? That meant to sigh, to breathe strongly. Man, I'm done with him. It, it implies to be sorry. To avenge oneself. I'm just going to replace him. To suffer grief. Grieves me. It doesn't grieve me that he didn't do what I said. Because I knew he wasn't going to do that when I called him to be king. What grieves me is I have lost a person. Someone that I love. Someone that I handpicked. To be the king of my people. You don't want to listen. You won't follow me. Glory to God. That's acting in your emotions, your feelings, your opinions. Instead of being led by the spirit of God. You ain't going nowhere with purpose. See? Romans 8, 13 through 15 says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See, the Bible said this, look, here's what God is trying to tell you in this passage of Scripture. Look, I'm telling you something. If you live by your flesh, you're going to die. You're not going to make it. But if you're led by the Spirit of God, you are the sons of God. And I didn't, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. You have nothing to be afraid of. Let me lead you. You don't have to be afraid. I didn't give you a spirit of bondage. But I adopted you. So you can be my sons. You crying daddy. 
glory to God. That word led means this. When he says if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're the Son of God, it means to lead, to bring, or to drive, to go, to pass time, or induce, to bring forth, to carry, to keep, to lead away, to be open. So God is saying, if you're led, if you allow me to, to bring you forth, to drive you, to lead you, that, that's what he wants to do. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. We, we have to be led by his spirit. It's an important feature in our lives. If we're not being led by the spirit of God, then you stepped out of his son. I don't want to be your son. Glory to God. Psalms 143 and 10 says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. So the writer of Psalms here acknowledges that God is good and that he desires to be taught by God. He says, God, I need you to teach me to do your will. He desires to be taught by God. He, he wants God's spirit to lead him. He, he has put himself in trust with God, with his spirit. To lead him into uprightness. Praise the Lord. Uprightness is straightness, is justice, is equity. It's plain, right, upright. In other words, Lord, lead me so I can go to heaven. Lead me, Lord. I want to go to heaven. That's what I want. I would hate to end up in hell because I would not allow the Spirit of God to lead me. I'd hate for that to happen. You know, what are you doing here? You know how people say that when they, when they, if they go to jail, they don't want to have to go for, for some little chump thing. You know what I mean? They won't go. Why are you in jail? Uh, I had an a expired license plate. Expired license plate? We in there, we didn't kill people, man. You're talking about an expired license plate. You know, you don't want to be a chump. You know what I mean? Well, I don't want to go to hell and be a chump. I don't want to go there and say, why are you here? I didn't want to lead, let God lead me. You didn't want to let God lead you. You mean you didn't sell out to the devil big time? That's all you did? Huh. Yeah, I don't want to be there because of that. I would hate to end up in torment for eternity because I wanted the pleasures of sin for a season. God, you're trying to lead me into uprightness. I'm doing something crazy. I, I, I want to do what I feel. I want to do what I think. I have an opinion about this. When we're led by our feelings, pride, our emotions, we're doing what feels good for the moment as opposed to what is upright. I have a testimony. I'm going to have a confession. I'm going to have a testimony. I'm going to confess something to you all today. But I'm going to show you how it works with your emotions, your feelings. See, this passage is telling us that we should ask God to teach us to be led into his will by leading us with his spirit. Lord, please guide me. I went through a whole week of this. I didn't realize it until today. I almost realized that one day I went over to the Y. I was going to work out. I kept saying, oh, I need to go work out. And, and, and I went. It was Wednesday, I think it was. 
I said, no, I need to go home and think about what the word might be. Pastor Derek's been sick. I ain't heard from him. You, you know how it is. These youngsters, they, they get a little sniffy nose, and all of a sudden it's like, honey, you know, if you're married, see if you're on your own. See, if he wasn't married, he'd have been fine. But Paulette there, he got to be taken care of. Bring me this, honey. Can you fix this, honey? You know, all that kind of stuff. I know how that works. Pastor Bryant was like that this week, too. Both of them was out. Honey, can you fix it? Oh, honey, I feel like this. You know. But anyway, uh, uh, I, I went to the YMCA. I was going to go work out, and I sat in the car, and I was thinking, oh, gosh, I, I need to do this, you know. And, I, and, and here was the turmoil that I was in. Um, you don't want to work out. That's your flesh. Oh, I should work out, but that's my flesh. Why Why you want to work out? So you can look all strong, but that's your flesh. I sat in the parking lot for 20 minutes debating back and forth. Lord, lead me. Guide me. You tell me what to do. See, one time, I, I remember this. This was years ago. Uh, uh, Minister Tracy, she's not going to remember this. But one time, it was a Monday, and I was working at youth care. And I went to you know work and everything, so I'm standing up in the office. We're just talking, though, and she was telling me about what she had done. She said, well, I, I did this, and I went to do this, and I was going to do this, and then I asked God, what should I do with this? And then she did this. She went through a whole day and a half or two days of stuff that she had done and, and everything like that. And I was amazed, right, halfway through her little conversation, God was telling me, isn't that something? Here's a saint that's relying on me to direct every step that they make. Oh, I was ready to shout. <laughs> she remembers that one, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, let me tell you about another one. When she did that, <laughs> let me tell you about another situation where she wasn't listening. Okay, no. <laughs> She said, too many of those. Don't do that. Here. <laughs> but but, but there's, a, there's, a, there's something that God is trying to get you to do. That's what He wants from you. He wants you sitting in the car or standing on the, on the side of the bed or doing whatever you do, asking him, what do I do, Lord? What should I, no, Spirit of God, lead me. Look, look, look. Here's, here's the complex part about this. And this is why you just have to be submitted. Because uh, sometimes the Spirit of God will lead you and direct you and bring you places that you weren't planning on. You didn't know it was happening. See, that's how some of y'all got here today. God directed you and brought you here. We had people like that before. I had a gentleman that came here. He came here about five minutes before we were done and stood right there. And boy, whatever we said in the last five minutes touched him so much, he received the gift of the Holy Ghost that day. No, God brought you here, directed you here. And then there's those things where you submitted unto God and you're asking him, God, teach me, show me. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 20 and 21 says this. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance 
and I will fill, fill their treasures. Praise God. See, the Lord shows us here the benefit of allowing him to lead us. There's a benefit to it. Again, we're being led in the way of righteousness and judgment. And an extra bonus is that we inherit substance and filled treasures. Filled treasures. See, a lot of saints don't believe that, you know, because you think you're struggling. And part of your struggle is that you're not allowing God to lead you. Because he says this, and he's not lying. He says, I lead in the way of righteousness and the paths of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance and have filled treasures. So if he says that, then what, what could be wrong? It's like the time when, when I told God I was overwhelmed and he said, the word says that I, I, I give you rest. Those, if you come unto me, all that labor and heavy labor, I will give you rest. So obviously you haven't come unto me unless my word is lying. So, so if you're not experiencing this situation where you have inherited substance and filled treasures, then something is wrong. Either the Bible is lying or you're not really letting him lead you. See, whenever I'm not experiencing the promises of God in my life, I start questioning my actions. Uh-oh. I'm wrong, Lord, not you. When I'm not experiencing the promises of God, I question my actions. Am I relying on Jesus? Am I listening for God's direction? Am I doing all that I know to do good? If I'm being led by the Spirit, good things should be happening. God, the Bible says it's, it's, it's God's desire that you have the kingdom. He wants to give you that. It's his good pleasure that you have. He's not trying to lead you anywhere wrong or lead you into some kind of destruction. So if you've been led by the Spirit of God, then good things should be happening. I should be inheriting substance. My treasure should be filled. See, see uh, one of the things that God does is he, uh, 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 he allows you to measure yourself by, by outcomes. Hello? By outcomes. There should be an outcome. There should be evidence. It's evidence-based. Hello? There's evidence of whether or not you're doing what the Word of God says because His promises attached to everything that is within His will. Let's go to uh, this one, uh, uh, Isaiah 48, 17. Everybody didn't buy that. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. No, no, no. <laughs> that was one of them good shout points that y'all missed, you know. Y'all said, ooh, amen, Bishop. Isaiah 48, 17 says, Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Hello? God said, I'm teaching you to profit. I'm leading you by the way you should go. Simply put, the Lord is leading you into the way you should go. I'm leading you where you should go. I don't know if you have ever been in a situation where you said to yourself or someone else, <laughs> 
Keep it going that way. We should have turned back there. <laughs> Basically, you went the wrong way. God taught me something. You know, uh, the first job I had after I was saved, I was working for this television rental company, and, and uh, uh, my job was uh, to go out and deliver. If somebody rented a TV or a stereo, whatever we had to rent, then I would go out and deliver it to their house and explain to them on a little contract, you know, this means this, this means this, sign right here, okay. And, and then all the people who had rented them before and were supposed to have paid, uh, that didn't pay, I'd go to their house and collect the payment. So I'd be driving around basically all evening. And uh, uh, tip, sometimes when I would be driving around, what would happen is I would go up the street and I'd make a turn here and I'd say, oh gosh, that's the wrong way. I need to, I need to go back. I should have turned there. And, 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 and in my mind, my carnal mind would say, oh, you could go this way. That's all right. Just go around like that and come like that. And God would say, no, you made a mistake. You need to go turn around, go back, and go the right way. Don't pretend that you did it. You could, you could go this way because there's only one way. I'm trying to get you to go the right way. I'm trying to lead you in the way that you should go, not the way that you can go. There's something to this being led by the Spirit. You're going places and doing things with purpose. Going places and doing things with purpose. You're not just, you're not just showing up and, and, and doing whatever you do and, oh, this is how, and you find yourself somewhere and then all of a sudden you, you hope, oh, okay, God, why are you not doing this? How come you didn't do this, God? Because you didn't go there. You weren't led there. I didn't lead you there. You know, all of us, I think, I don't know, maybe I can only talk to myself, but I have done things and started out doing things and invested money in doing things and all of my efforts in doing things that God did not tell me to do. And at some point, I had to say, you know what, God, you're right. You didn't tell me to do this. Like you said, I was just trying to make some money. So I quit. Look at Luke chapter 2. Luke 2. Verse 25 to 32. It said, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon or Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought uh, in the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared uh, before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. See, see, here's a man that did some things that was interesting. It's an example of being led by the Spirit because, uh, uh, being, first of all, being led by the Spirit 
there is always purpose in it and a cause for God. Okay? If you well, God's not going to lead you into something that is against his will. So, so there's always some purpose and God is doing something. In other words, if you think about this man, when past the scripture we just read, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. So this implies that if the Spirit is on you, it can reveal things to you. Amen. And you can go places by the Spirit. What? Yes. And hearing God's uh, 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 section in the Bible uh, uh, study, uh, 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 we had a we had a we had a Bible study that I had that was um, talked about hearing God. It was a Bible study that was uh, uh, written for people who minister and teach to God's people, and it talked about hearing God. And, and and the point of it was to get people to understand. Well, no, you can hear God, and if you're ministering to people, you want to hear God. You only want to tell them what God said. And then it said 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 th this section said. Uh, then there is what seems obvious to us, the Bible. The Bible is the main source of hearing from God. No matter what you hear, it must line up with the Bible. Uh, in a song, you could hear from in a song. The writers of Christian songs often write lyrics that minister to the hearers. In such a case, God may speak to you through a song. Uh, in conversation, not everyone likes to admit it, but often the Lord will speak to you through a conversation you are having with someone, telling you something about you, <laughs> something to tell the person talking, or a concept to share with others. Another way you hear from God, in a sermon or a message. Another way, praying and meditating. Sometimes when we are meditating on the Lord and we are thinking about some people or situation present in our lives, during these times, often daydreaming, the Lord can talk to you and you should know that you could be hearing from God. See, you, you want to hear of God. You want to move by the Spirit of God. Uh, uh, I, I want to share some examples of folks in the Bible that were led by the Spirit and see it revealed things to them. Uh, they went places uh, in or by the Spirit. And, 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 and where they were led to go and what they were led to do had purpose in God's kingdom. That's what you want, right? You said, oh God, I want to serve you. Lord, I just want to do what you want me to do. I want to do your will. See, there's some things about that. You know, a lot of times if you talk to people, you can tell, no, these people are serious. They're not, they're not playing. They submitted to God. They want to do the will of God. They're doing it. They're not asking your permission. They're doing what God is directing them to do. And sometimes people are just doing stuff God didn't direct them to do. They just want to say they're doing something. Hmm. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39 said, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, 
was returning and sitting in his chariot, uh, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him reading uh, the prophet Isaiah and said, understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he should come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearers. So opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at that same scripture, at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized them. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, uh, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Praise the Lord. See, this is a very interesting passage of scripture because if you if you if you notice what we're reading, uh, uh, the Bible says that an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, and he did that. And then from that point on, the Spirit told him, "Do this, do that, do this, do that," and he did all those things. He was just being led by the Spirit. See, the question is, was he led by the Spirit? Did he do some? Did he go someplace? Because we said, if you, the Spirit, the, the scripture we read implied that Simeon had, that if the Spirit's on you, then it could direct you to go places. It, it could lead you. And was there kingdom purpose in what he did? Yes. There's kingdom purpose in it was then and now. Because he's sharing something with you. He finds a man reading uh, 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 Isaiah the prophet. There was no new covenant then. But Philip preached Jesus to him out of Isaiah. And he preached Jesus so hard that the man knew, I need to be baptized. Wow. Oh, I wish I could preach like Philip. Huh? You mean to tell me you took from that scripture the part where he was reading and you told him by getting baptized? And you didn't sprinkle him. Y'all went down into the water. You had to tell him about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. For him to understand that, oh, here's some water. We need to get here, right here. Well, if you're going to sprinkle me, I got a canteen right here. We're going to pull the water in your hand and do that. I have to teach you all about this. See, so, yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, he was led by the Spirit. Did he go someplace? Yes, he did. And he, kingdom purpose happened. Acts 10, 19 through 21. Same thing happened. While Peter thought on the vision, 
The Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, go therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing. For I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him uh, from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore you are come? So you know the story. Cornelius was in his house praying and fasting and whatever, and a vision came to him and told him, Hey, buddy, looks like you want to be saved. I'm paraphrasing. You've been fasting. You've been giving alms. You've been doing all this stuff like that. So here's what I'm going to do for you. I need you to send for one Peter. He's at Simon of Tanner's house. He's going to tell you what you need to do to be saved. So... While you've been doing nice things, and while you you better than those people over there because they're evil, and you've been doing nice things, but you ain't saved. Because I have a way for that to occur. And if you send for Peter, he'll tell you that, how that's going to happen. I love that passage of scripture because one time I was teaching a Bible study to some people, and, and oh, about, oh, I don't know, about th four weeks in. One of the ladies in the Bible study wanted to teach wanted to teach me. I'm not above being taught. Don't get me wrong. But I had to explain to her, sweetheart, God didn't send me here to be taught. I'm here to teach. I know why I'm here. You understand? No, I've been taught. I, you know, I, I can be but that's not why I'm here. And she said, I don't listen to no man. I said, really? Let me show you something in the Bible where you would have to listen to a man. Because, and God said, you know, Cornelius could have told a vision, the angel of the Lord will have appeared to him and say, hey, now you tell me. I don't feel like going down there. I don't feel like sending for nobody. You tell me how to be saved. Hello? <laughs> but he said, okay. Because I'm trying to be righteous and I'm submitted to God, I'm going to obey. And of course, he sent for Peter. And when the men came to see Peter, well, Peter was being directed by the Spirit already. He's up on the roof uh, praying and whatever like that. And he saw visions that God was giving him of all these animals that the Jews didn't eat. We don't eat that. God said, what I made clean, don't you call it dirty. I'm preparing you for something. I'm about to send you to the people that y'all call dogs. So, so he was led by the Spirit. And then the Bible says that the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are coming with you. I need you to go with them. Question nothing. And that's what he did. He was led by the Spirit. He went someplace. And kingdom purpose happened. Because Cornelius and all his family that were there received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and were baptized in Jesus' name that day. Acts chapter 3. 1 through 2. It says this. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simon and that, were called, uh, uh, that was called Niger and Lucius of Serene and Manion, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. 
as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work wherein to have called them. Now, here's an example of an entire fellowship or ministry being instructed, being led by the Holy Ghost. They said, okay, y'all fasting and praying. It looks like y'all trying to get next to God. You're trying to hear from God. So the Holy Ghost spoke to them. I need you to take Barnabas and Saul, and I need them to go where I'm sending them. See, that's a hard thing for a ministry. Some ministry. Not here. I had to kick people out. No, no, God called you. Go. You understand? But most ministry, I'm going to send Paul and Barnabas away. These brothers are powerful. They're in the Lord. They're supporting me. They're doing this and everything. They're tithing. Whew, I don't want to get rid of them. But the Holy Ghost says, separate them. I'll call them for something. Were they led by the Spirit? Did someone go someplace? And was their kingdom purpose in what they did? Well, yes, of course. Praise the Lord. I, I, if you're led by the Spirit, you're going places and doing things with purpose. You're not just out here. God is leading you for some reason. Well, you know, we read already, he's trying to lead you into righteousness. He's trying to lead you into the way you should go. He's trying to get you home with him. Glory to God. Acts chapter 16, verses 4 through 7. Come on, we've got to finish now. Whew, man. Looks like I've been shouting more than you, and I already heard this. <laughs> I heard this already. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, uh, uh, Acts 16, 4-7 said, And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. I, I want to stop right there for a minute. You see that passage of scripture? Th that's why we, we, we are a church that goes by the apostles' teachings. Whatever the apostles taught, that's what we want to do. Because the Bible says that's how the churches were established. Okay. As they went through the cities and delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith by what they taught. And then it goes on. It says, now, when they had gone through uh, 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 Phrygia uh, and the region of Galatia, and were, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Amicia, they are said to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. What? Yes. If you remember in Isaiah 48, 17, thus said the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit which leadeth thee in the way that thou shouldest go. I'm leading you where you should go. I'm also leading you where you should not go. That's, that's his stuff. See, see, sometimes we think we're doing a good thing. But the Spirit of God says no or not now. No. But they're like this, and they're doing it. I, I, I don't care what they're doing. I said no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't tell you to do that. 
See, I'm sure that Paul and his group were going to teach and preach the same thing that they taught in Ephesus, that they taught in Corinth, and all the other places that they went. They weren't going to do something wrong. So while they were planning to do what was truth and good, the Holy Ghost said no. Uh-oh. Well, I'm not wrong, I'm right. Yeah, I know you're right, but you're not righteous. See, some saints can't do that. You're going to argue with God about, no, but I'm telling the truth. I, I know what I should be I'm doing. And they're evil and they're wrong and all that kind of No. I'm master. I'm influencing you. I'm the Lord of your life. Am I? And God said, am I? Who's in control? Who has the power? Who has the authority? But God, I'm going to I don't Tell me what you're about to do. I'm trying to do your will. If you're doing my will, you do what I tell you. See, see, <laughs> they are bent on being right. However, they're not righteous. I'm right. Mm -hmm. I know. God taught me that too. And, and I was upset. After he taught me, after having this wonderful revelation and this thing that God taught me, here's what I was mad about. God, looks like you could have told me that. You, it's been five years since you started teaching me this. And he told me the same scripture uh, that, that, that uh, 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 what's it, what Philip told, told the eunuch. He said, he, I was led like a lamb, dumb before the shearers. I ain't opened my mouth. Because you know I like to tell people, no, it's like this. See, the Bible said this. And God said, I need you to temper that attitude down. You need to change the way you're speaking. So I did that. Well, really, you know, the Bible says this and something like that. Then the next thing I want to do, well, I'm going to write it down. I have my legal pad, big, long pet tablet. Let me write this down so I can show them. See, the Bible says here, here. And then I got real smart. I said, okay, God, what should I say? And God said, I don't want you to say anything. Don't say nothing, but Lord, we're right. Remember this. I was led like a lamb, dumb before the shearer, that didn't open my mouth. I said, okay. That's hard for my flesh to make sense of. But you said it, Lord. That's what I'm doing. I'm not speaking in my own defense. I don't really care. You got it, Lord. Handle it. Handle it. Praise the Lord. Well, God stopped them. Like Saul, disobedient. Those people that want to be right. Like Saul, you're disobedient. Like Moses, you get emotional. Here's my testimony. Yesterday, um, I went to go wash my car. And I get my car washed at, what's the place up here? Club car wash. So I go up to club car wash. And if you know, at club car wash, they have, when you get up there, there's a line. Right at some point, the line split. The people who pay monthly and the people who are one-time payers. So when I get there, the people that pay monthly, 
they have a cone. Once you get up there, oh, there's a cone here. Uh-oh, now I'm trapped in a line that can't move. The only way I can go through is to cut into the line of the people that just paid once in a while. So the guys out there, these kids out there, I call them kids. But you know, if you're under 50, you're a kid to me. So <laughs> anyway, they're out there trying to fix the arm on the thing and everything. So somebody cut over another line. So I was going to try to cut over another line. And the person said, bump, bump, roll up behind. No, you ain't getting it. You know, said some things to me or whatever. And I said, well, I can't be mad with them because they're a victim of the stupidity of these people. So I'm sitting in my car and I'm mad. Moses, I guess I was. I got emotional. And I got out of my car and I said, what's wrong? They said, sir, this line is closed. I said, yeah, but how are we going to get through there? You're letting the people that going through that one-time pay, all these people and myself, we pay monthly. We pay all the time. And how are you just going to let them? Wait, sir, you have to cut over that line. I said, well, somebody needs to be over here directing the merge. And that, that little cone they had there, I kicked the cone over. <laughs> Who said, who said I did not do, I did that. I'm telling you. <laughs> I kicked the cone over. And a little guy came over. Picked the cone up and put it back. So I tried to cut another line. And the woman rolled up there. So finally, somebody let me in. I found out later on, that was Amy. That let me in. So... I go to the line and everything, and as soon as I, I got to the line, and I just sped past them. They were over there trying to fix the other one. You're not no engineer. Y'all don't know what y'all are doing. Now they were a screwdriver and a pair of pliers. You can't fix it. So right as I sped through there, oh, God. Forgive me, Lord. I repent. I confess. You didn't handle that right. And got Elohim on your license plate. See, God was telling Paul and, and Silas or whoever it was with him, it will be profitable for you not to go to these places. I'm just leading you in the way you should go. And then, of course, you know, at the car wash, God started telling me all the opportunities I had. See, you, you could have gone up there and explained to him. Uh, Y'all look a little young, a little naive. See this cone? You should take this cone and put it back here so that nobody even comes here and gets stuck there where they have to try to squeeze in with rude people who won't let them in. And if you're not doing that, one of you should get there and let people get in until you empty this line and then put the cone back there. See, you could have spoke to the rock like I told you. Now, you don't go and hit the rock twice. And watch this. The water came out. I'm not punishing the people for your foolishness. I meant for them to have water. 
I want to share this with you too, real quick. Anyway, um, one of the things that we fail to realize as Christians is this. Because we get caught up in what we're doing to the world. And the reason why we do that is because we are struck. We have this celebrity thing that we're struck on. So when you read scriptures in the Bible, all you think about is what they're doing. Oh, they were so mighty. Oh, they were so powerful. But the Bible, God didn't do that. You missed some things because God didn't just show you what they did powerfully for him. He also showed you the issue that he had dealing with them. Because Moses was a great leader. So great that God didn't let anybody know where he buried him because y'all going to be worshiping him instead of me. But I had to deal with his issues. No, David was the greatest king. In fact, every king that followed him, I compared them to David for righteousness. But I had to deal with him. He had issues. See, being led by the Spirit is God trying to deal with you. While you stand up there, and I told her this, and I told him, and God want to do this, and God want to do it. But tell me what God did with you. Are you led by the Spirit? God's trying to deal with you. Jesus wants to teach you to be led by his spirit. The Bible says, Jesus said one time, he said, the comforter which is in the Holy Ghost, which the Father's going to send in my name, he's going to teach you all things. He said, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. One time he said, the same anointing that you have, it teaches you all things. God's trying to get you to go places and do things with purpose. Being led by his spirit. Father, right now, according to all that you've taught us, all that's in your word, Lord, direct us, Lord. Lead us, Lord. Cause us to submit to you. Teach us, O oh God, how to be led by your spirit. Give us the confidence to be led, knowing, O oh God, that you only mean good for us. That you're taking us to a place where we should go. That you're directing us, oh God, to a planned place, a place of purpose. A place that has value in your kingdom. We lift your name on high, Lord. We bless your name, bless your name. Somebody here today, Lord, will say, they'll, 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 they'll say, God, God, I need to I, teach me, God, to be led by your spirit. Teach me, teach me, teach me, Lord. Come on, we'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. We'll pray together. We'll agree. And God, we need to be led by your spirit. Teach us, oh God, to be led by your spirit and not our opinions and not our feelings and not our emotions. Lord, I, I understand, Lord. All this week, Lord, I've had the experiences of crying out to you for direction. And even, Lord, you even pulled back and allowed me to act in my emotions, oh God, for this very purpose. To show the contrast.
to show in real time how the saints of God can be taken by things. Emotions, feelings, opinions. But God, it's your desire that we're led by your spirit, Lord. By your spirit. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I have a desire, God, to be taught, to learn, to walk in your ways. Lead me, God. Lead me. Show me Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you led me here today for a reason. For this very cause. I'm here, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm submitting to you, God. Hey, nah, la, 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 la. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, let him in. Let him in. Yes, that's it. Come on, let him in. Let go, let go, let go. Come on. It's God. You're safe. You're in a safe place now. Come on, Jesus is having. Jesus is doing this. Come on, he's working with you, working with you. Jesus name. Oh, glory to God. Come on, church, let's praise him. Come on, church. Come on, God is doing things. Come on, he's teaching you, teaching you. Yes. Yes. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on, let him have his way. That's it. Come on, in Jesus' name. The God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Yeah, just let God have his way with you. Come on. You're in a safe place. That's it. That's it. Jesus. Come on, Lord. There's an anointing here. There's a purpose here. Oh, God. This is someone you call to be a minister for you. Do what you will, God. Lord, know that you can't use it if she don't follow you. You have to be Lord. You have to be master. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, stay submitted. Submit to him. Come on. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Let go. Come on, let God have his way. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. My God, my God. Jesus' name. That's it. Let him have it. Let him have it. Come on. That's God. That's God you feel. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. While it's right. Come on. Submit to him. Come on. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Go ahead. Call to him. Call to him. Hey, Jesus. 
Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let God have his way. Come on. You're in a safe place now. You can let anything happen that God wants to happen. Just let him lead you in direction. Submit to him right now. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus name. Come on, Lord. You are God. You are the authority. You are master. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go to God. Come on, God wants you. He loves you. He's after you. Jesus name. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's praise him. Come on, give him glory. Come on, church. Give up on God. Come on, don't give up on him. God wants to do the whole thing with you. He wants to fulfill his will in your life. He wants to take your life. Give it to him. Trust him. Believe in him. Jesus. Jesus. Oh! 
Lisa.
God, one more praise. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Our service times are listed in the bulletin. We welcome all of you that have joined us today. If you are a guest and you would like to fill out your welcome card so that way we can reach out for another opportunity for fellowship, please make sure that you hand that in to an usher or you can put it in the drop box on your way out. Please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, and for our fellowship and all of our associated churches. For prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moten. Her number's listed in the bulletin. The next women's chat will be held March 16th from 2 to 4 p.m. The topic of discussion will be the book of First Samuel. Uh, so read chapters 1 through 10. Um, if you're interested in joining the group, please talk to Minister Camille Moten. The Christ Life Bible Study for ages 16 and up continues on Sunday mornings from 10 to 11 a.m. Please make sure that you arrive on time so that way you're not disturbing the praise and worship team's practice. 
If you're interested in joining, please talk with Sister Paulette. And if you're free anytime between noon and, and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays or 6.30 on Tuesdays, please join us here for a time of prayer at the church, even if you can only stay 10 to 15 minutes. Come and agree in prayer. Are there any other announcements? Praise the Lord. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.